sharing that, let's jump into these questions from our viewers. Let's get it. So, the first question is a pretty big one, actually. And, um, Don't jump me right in, huh? Yeah, yeah, because I read this and I was like, oh my goodness, yes. Oh my um, so, it's a little bit about like purpose and is there a trade off, right? Because purpose comes up a lot in, in the questions that, that uh, people submitted for you, but hmm. purpose and is there a trade off? And so it says you mentioned one, not wanting to be a barber. Yes. But that when you realized it was bigger than you, did you change the way you felt about barbering? Or did you choose to accept that maybe you don't like it, but because it's your calling and it's bigger than you, you decided to keep cutting hair anyway? So um, one of my coworkers, he's the same sign as me. He's mm -hmm. 10 years older. And mm -hmm. all of, I've chosen... So I think I've said this to you before, but I learned at 17, you can't learn how to be 17 from a 17-year-old. Right. You have to learn right. from people older than you. Right. And I didn't have dad around and I didn't have an older brother. So I had what was, you know, what we refer to as the big homies. So I had mm -hmm. to start picking my big homies, aka older brothers or play brothers, mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. So all of them were, I don't know how it worked out, but all of them were always 10 years older than me. Okay. They're all 10 years older than me. These men that I've chosen in my life are 10 years older. I just found mm -hmm. like that just works for me to take mm -hmm. genuine advice from them because what they were saying to me was it was real and it was, um, it was, it was them speaking back into their younger selves, what they would have done. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. They would have done had they known better. Mm -hmm. So that was a preface to say, this man taught me balance is important. And I'm gonna answer both. Okay. I had to do both. And I had to balance myself out in that. It wasn't easy. It wasn't fun all the time because I was, like you said, un uncomfortable and in uncharted territory. Right, 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 right. Like, mm -hmm. who am I now? Where am I in this new space? <coughs> Excuse me, I yeah. all this. I don't have a blueprint because I've never been here before. Yeah, yeah. I've never been here before. So I have a job to do. Um, I'm trusting you to guide my steps. Mm. Please dust off my path and show me the way. Mm -hmm. And yet I still got to dig in and do the work. I got to yes. sweat. I got to sweat. Yes, 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 yes. That is the damn truth, okay? <laughs> okay? And I really, and when I saw this question, I was like, yes. And again, there's another question about purpose that really hit home for me because there is a big conversation around purpose and passion and doing what you love. And if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And there's all these narratives. And I think yes. that people get caught up and they believe based I, on that. Again, having not lived the experience, they <laughs> believe that it's going to be, you know, this like party every day because you love it. And if you don't love it, you, you know, right. whatever, whatever the, the solution is that you walk away from it or whatever. And I think people think that purpose is pretty. Yes. And in the world, it is because you're doing your part you're doing what you're designed to do 
And so in the world, it's pretty because everything is sort of, quote unquote, falling into place, Mm -hmm. right? But your internal process Mm -hmm. and your experience of that process isn't always pleasurable and enjoyable. Absolutely not. And such is the case with anything in life, right? Um, And I'm not saying that to scare people away, but I am saying that to give people to wipe off the rose-colored glasses, right? And to not romanticize the work that is required and the sacrifice that is required. And I don't just mean time and sleep. I mean self. I mean, to your point, who am I? This is changing the very fabric of my being doing this work. Correct. And I think that level of just, uh grittiness is what people don't give voice to and it may be because you can't really it's not something you can explain to somebody this is just something you gotta walk out to understand right so i appreciate you saying i had to do both i didn't love it but i had to learn to love it because this is what i knew i was called to do and that's what submitting is yes that's what submitting is like when you understand like everything you've done and been working towards it, you know, you hit all these um, roadblocks, but, <clears throat> and go through different things, but you're just learning, you know, and he's trying to tell you like, Hey, <clears throat> you're okay. You are enough. You have this, you know, but <clears throat> this is not the moment or, you know, this is not where I need you. And I remember we were having a discussion about uh, traffic and rushing mm-hmm. and you run into traffic, <laughs> right? And you're like, but maybe God is trying to save you from that accident. That that innocent run that red light. Mm -hmm. Like, hey man, don't look at roadblocks as the end all be all or this thing that's changing your time schedule or removing you from where you wanted to be right now. It's okay. Just cruise through it. Yeah. (laughs) Cruise through it, look around. Make a turn, get over, or just sit there. What's coming up for me right now, I'll share this quick vision that I remember having uh, years ago. I was uh, at Kennetown Park, actually, and I was doing the trails there. And you, I know, I know, Mark, you've been to Kennetown, but for other people maybe who haven't been there, you know, there's multiple different trails. And mm-hmm. whenever you, you, you frequently along your path will reach a fork in the road, so to speak. This fork <laughs> may have two, three, four, five prongs, right? And you have choices for which path you're gonna take. My point though in sharing that is one day I was on a path and you know there's debris and there's branches and there's different things, there's holes in the ground from the snakes and gophers and all those different things. And dog so poop. you have to be very yes, the dog poop. <laughs> you have to be very aware of, you know, your path, your footing and all of that. Right. And what came up for me this particular day was that um, obstacles don't block the path. They are the path. They actually create the path because without the trees that are lining and the rocks and the bushes and all those things, it would just be a wide open space and I really wouldn't have a direction. But Mm. because there are trees growing and because there's debris and because there's you know, certain things happening, it has created a visible path where I know what my options are. Mm-hmm. So that every time there is a new 
obstacle. Every time there's a new debris, a new tree rises up, a new, you know, whatever happens, it clears out for me. It makes even more clear for me what my options are. So every time we come up on an obstacle in our lives, what that's doing is making it even more clear now what doesn't work. And so now I know even better what my options are because I know what the things, what things aren't an option. I like that. Right? And so when I had that revelation that day, it really, as you can hear, shifted my whole understanding of obstacles. And again, it's not about blocking the path. Obstacles actually create your path. And if you can understand that and you can get that in your spirit, yes. when you come up on those obstacles, you will have a very different experience of them. Wow. May I ask what you were listening to while you were running that day? I, you know, if anything, I can't even say. Okay. Because I used to be, if I'm being honest, I used to be anti anything when I was running. I used to be anti music and blah, blah, blah. Cause I thought, you know, this, that was my time. It was like my meditation time to like be with my thoughts. And, you know, I thought the rhythm of my breath and the rhythm that I get into on my run, that would be the thing that I sort of focus on. Hmm. <clears throat> and so it could have been during that time because it wasn't until very recently that I started listening to anything during my workout. Okay. But yes, that was the revelation. And so when we're talking about traffic and the roadblocks and all those things being yes, it could be you're it's frustrating to you, but it very well could be saving you from an accident up ahead or something. Correct. So being aware that it all serves a purpose, right? So Second question. <laughs> Second question. Um, so said, when it comes to purpose, I feel like I've been waiting on this moment of clarity for this perfect time. And it says, you shared a story about meeting with your co-owner for every other Monday for four years. And I'm wondering, when did you know that you were ready to take the next step and begin moving towards opening your space? Was it that you set yourself at four years or was there a particular metric or milestone that helped you know or indicated to you that it was time? <clears throat> I always like to preface those <laughs> because I get to where I get. First of all, I can answer there's no moment well, there yeah. are bits and pieces. There are spots where you get clarity, mm -hmm. but there is no like magic moment where you're like, oh my goodness, this epiphany. Yeah, everything makes sense and I understand and I know exactly what to do now. So <laughs> my, my obstacles, my pitfalls, and I can honestly tell you like the pain, mm. there are certain moments of pain that really cause the direction. Mm there were moments in my life where <clears throat> my, my, my forks in the road, they felt like they had no options. They felt like they, I was at a fork, but both mm -hmm. of them had roadblocks there. Mm -hmm. So not only do I not know which way to go, I don't know how to get over, through, under, or around <laughs> these things. <laughs> right. Right. It, it just was not clear to me. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm banging my head on the wall. Which way is this? Which way is this? I pick one and you know, it is what it is. Sometimes they were clear. I can, I must admit that. And then sometimes they just weren't. And I was just like, man, what happens next? Mm-hmm. And, um, I can always, I can honestly say my ambition, I'm ambitious. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to a fault, I must admit that. Mm-hmm. And I believe and I know in my heart of hearts that um, I am I am definitely necessary for my family because I am the first one. I'm a trailblazer in my family on both sides. I'm the first one to graduate college on both sides. Um, just just doing different things, you know, just showing them that there are other options. Um, being the parent that I am, I brought I brought back together um, aunts and uncles and different family members that have been beefing. Um, it, it's been a lot, you know, but I can only say that looking back at the trail that I've, my mm. that I've, I've run, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you don't have the answers all the time. You don't know. Um, I didn't. And, and, and I just said um, every other Monday for four years as an average. I don't know the exact, but I know that was the window. Right, right, right. We would skip three weeks. We would skip, you know, four weeks. Mm-hmm. But we were meeting, and when we met, it was us, and we were focused, and we had notes, and we knew that we had something to accomplish. Yeah. We knew we had something to accomplish. We both became real bitter in our space. We tried to help the people around us. They refused it. And Mm. we had to realize that these people weren't for us. These people did not want to go where we were trying to go. Mm -hmm. And we had to separate ourselves. And I'm grateful to have that person help me get where we were going because mm-hmm. everybody doesn't have that. Right. But there are people, well, and I, let me say this, I had him in my space. I was blessed enough to have someone equally yoked that did what I did in the same mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he and I were able to find people outside of that building that were were helping us do things um even yeah. our online booking schedule we went down the street to talk to a uh, a young um a older lady who um she had her own salon for years and she was ha- having problems with getting people in her space that were business minded and and focused like we were mm-hmm. so we were sharing space unfortunately they we weren't able to come work with her because we didn't mm-hmm. do hair but our meetings and the things that we were saying were connecting and we learned from each other. Yeah. So we taught her that there are people out there and you may have to rely on yourself Mm -hmm. and you may have to go out of your way to find them. And then she taught us things, scheduling and, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the way I operate my finances and this is the way Mm -hmm. I set up my, my business. And she taught us a bunch of stuff. So we were able to share things with someone outside of this space also. Yeah. So yeah. there's no there's no magic bullet. There's no real answer. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta go. Right. You just gotta right. go and trust it right. and believe right. in it. And that's what faith is. You you don't know the answers. You, yeah. But you gotta trust and know and believe that the answers will find you. Yeah, and yeah. As you keep going. There, and I tell my girls. Um, I call my girls, but um, I coach a soccer team, 
for a lot of people that don't know. And I, te- I try to teach them ball is life. Yeah. I try to motivate them so they can learn hard lessons through the game so that they don't have to go out mm-hmm. there and fall on their face all the time. And if and when they do that, meet that fork, fork in the road, mm-hmm. you have the answers. You just have yeah. to work. You just have to work. You have to do the work. And don't think that it's okay to just be okay or just yeah. believe that, oh, this is not my day. I'm just going to mm-hmm. give up. Yeah. So I mean, think your day, just, you know, get some rest. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> some rest. Right. Know that you got to keep pushing at some point. It may not be right now, maybe tomorrow, maybe next yeah. week, or maybe right now. That's on you, though. Yeah. That's on you. So what I, you, you actually started sort of getting into um, the next question. So before, though, we do that, what I was going to say to you is, what I heard you say about the question is, um, essentially the moment when you knew it was time, what I heard you say is when it got so uncomfortable yes. that it was just like, I can't be here anymore. It's, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta jump. <clears throat> and so with that, with that, I want to just sort of solidify like that sort of is, to your point, when you started, there is no moment of clarity. Correct. There is no, aha, it's time. I got it. Everything's in alignment. I'm going to go. Um, there's always going to be something, whether it's your emotions, whether it's your finances, whether it's the opportunities, whether it's the relationship. Some part of what you're doing is going to feel like it's not quite where you need it to be, ideally. Correct. And so it's not about all the pieces. It's about you, to your point, being willing and ready to jump, even if the pieces are not in place. And sometimes that just happens when you're so incredibly uncomfortable where you are that you have a choice but to go somewhere and do something different. Correct. Right. And so you started moving into the next question, which is, again, in alignment with this idea that you and Lincoln were meeting every week or every other week. And you you mentioned, going taking people to lunch and meeting people in their offices and reaching out to people online and all the different ways you pull people in which i think is a very 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 important point just in and of itself that you because it's bigger than you you cannot do it alone oh absolutely and that is a hard lesson i had to learn i thought yeah i'm gonna change the world all by myself i thought so too and that's what i tried to do in one of my first businesses with the gym Right with the gym, I was running it by myself in a lot of ways. I mean, I had help in different areas, but in a lot of ways, I was running it myself. And I think, among other things, that was probably one of my biggest mistakes with that particular project. And um, so, you talked about meeting with people and pulling people in, but the question is um, talk about the process of reaching out. To total strangers and asking them parts of their business right because there's this thing right now there's all this like um can i pick your brain and 
all those kinds of things. And um, I, I'm not opposed to that. And there's this big narrative now that you can pick my brain after you pay me. And, and I get where people are coming from with that, but it's like, you know, not everybody starts out with a budget to be paying consulting and da 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 da, right? But also in the age of social, social media, people are so accessible that there's a certain amount of etiquette mm-hmm. that has been lost when it comes to reaching out to people looking for support or resources. And, you know, people just think they're going to slide in your DMs and be like, let me get up on all the things you work your ass off to get. Can you just hand them to me in a basket? Right. Like, like via DM. And it's like, wait a minute, you know? So talk about the process of, re- this is actually a two part question. So I'm gonna get to the first part first. Talk about that process of reaching out to strangers and just, you know, wh- what was sort of your protocol? How did you know when to reach out, who to reach out to? Was there a particular sort of template that you used, so to speak, when, it talk- when you're talking about email? What was your approach? How did you say to them, I would love to take you to lunch. I'm a, I'm a businessman. I'm working on this new project. I, I have, you know, some questions. How, what was that like for you? Well, it's funny you say that because you pretty much just ran down my template. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> pretty much how it went. But you have to use a, a genuine tone, you know. Mm. Um, mm. A lot of people lose. I'm blessed to be, I feel like I'm a writer. Like, I, my thoughts are clear when I write, not always when I speak. So I've okay. said things, I may come across aggressive or, you know, rub people the wrong way when I say things. Um, like I tell people, hey, there's a coat rack in the hallway. And someone told me the other day, he was like, yeah, you got to put your coat over there. I was like, have I ever said that? Have I ever used that tone? That's interesting to me. Is that me or is that you? Right, right, right. I didn't say that right. to him. Is that me or was that you? Mm. So I'm, I'm blessed to be a good writer. Like my thoughts come across real clear. So my emails and texts are a whole lot better than <laughs> my actual verbal communication sometimes. Yeah. So um, I prefer emailing, DMing and texting people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to learn how to speak to people. And mm-hmm. um, it, I'm rather cordial. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm not you know, abrasive, especially just not when, when just meeting someone, you know? Right, right, for sure. So um, with that said, um, it just kind of came across as, hey, look, this is where I'm at. Um, I'm a businessman or, you know, I'm, I'm a young inventor. I can actually give you that. Um, that's a new thing I'm, I'm working on right now. I've developed a, new, a few new products that mm-hmm. I intend to sell in my industry. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to get them created. So I reached out to a couple of people that, and it's funny how this actually worked out. You have to be vulnerable. Just bring, and that's, that's the second part of the question. Bring the walls down, man. Like, yeah, stop, that's the stop worrying about what people are going to think about you. Stop mm-hmm. inadequacy issues. Stop worrying about where you're not. Yeah. And where you're going and connecting yeah. the two. Just be open and honest, man. Like, look, I'm trying to do this thing. I ain't got the slightest clue on how to do it. I respect what you're doing and how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Please help me in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Ask me, you know, I, I don't want to take too much of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you can offer me, what's your protocol? And I had mm-hmm. a few people say like, hey man, I don't mind meeting with you for lunch. Yeah. I had a yeah. few people say, my, my rate is $400 an hour. 
Yeah. And I was like, sorry, sir, <laughs> that doesn't fit in this budget right now. Right, right. And you have to do what works for you, but you got to keep yeah. reaching out because you're going to get doors closed in your face. Um, and I know you don't care for Gary Vee, but he was like, the, the, the best thing is going over 800. You yeah. want these doors slammed in your face because it's going to build you. It's going to make you find a way. Yeah. yeah. It's 100 million doors. It's 100 million keys. Right. Do you want this or do you not? Mm -hmm. You got to keep picking up keys, keep trying doors. Yeah. Because there's an answer somewhere. Yes. Are you going to keep going? Do you believe in this or do you not? That's what faith is. Yeah. Trusting him that there's a door somewhere. Yeah. Yes. I, and that was, like I said, that was the second part of the question. The awesome. second part was, um, how did you deal with the fear of reaching out to these strangers and sort of putting yourself out there? Because that's such a big part of reason why people don't go forward. Is they're afraid to be seen starting at the bottom. Yes. They're afraid of what people are going to think. They're afraid that people are going to say no. And let me tell you, they absolutely are. 1,000%. Yeah. Going to say. People, some people are going to say no. But also, some people are going to say yes. So are you going to forfeit all your yeses because you don't want to hear any no's? Yes. Is that what you're willing to do? Yes. Because that's, that's what you're doing. When you stop trying because you're afraid to be rejected, you forfeit every yes you could have potentially gotten. And also to that, um, I can say that there's no such thing as no fear. But like you said, it looks different for everyone else. Mm -hmm. So I didn't fear getting rejected anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feared having to stay in this uncomfortable place. Exactly. I was like, this, exactly. is, this is not a thing anymore. This is no longer an option. And I'm going to do any and everything I can to be done with this because mm -hmm. I've realized this is not where I belong. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't just yeah. the space. I was uncomfortable everywhere I went in life at the moment, <laughs> everywhere. Mm -hmm. I was dealing with people, you know, at, cause I coach, I was dealing with politics at the top from, you know, commissioners and things. I was dealing with issues at home. I was dealing with issues at work. I was like, I can't go anywhere and get any peace right now. <laughs> okay. I got to create my own refuge. And it all starts with me. What, if, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? How do I fix this? Yeah. Where am I going from here? And it has yeah. to change. Yeah. Yeah. And they say that change happens when the fear of staying the same sort of it becomes bigger than the fear of the unknown. Correct. Right. And, and so... Again, going back to that last question, when you sort of, when did you know it was time? It was like when I just got to the point where I couldn't stay where I was at. Couldn't be there no more. Got That's to go. How it worked for me. That's how it worked for me. And I think, and so even just so with regard to this question, so again, I just want to reiterate because I, I see this a lot of people slide in my DMs and, you know, whatever. And I don't mind. I, I love to share. Again, my intention is to always invite people to be their best and highest self whenever, however I can. But I also just can't be fielding and realizing that as I continue to grow and as my audience grows, I will not be able to field every question that comes my way and give people the in-depth 
you know, you know how I like to go, Mark. And I'm not going to be able to do that with every old body that slides into my DMs. And it's not about monetizing and you got to pay me whatever else because I'm going to get my, I'm not worried about that. But it is about understanding that I'm going to help the people who, when they approach me, give me some inclination that my help is going to be a seed planted in, in fertile ground and not scattered on top of the concrete because people just out here with lofty dreams and they just want to pick brains all over the place and don't want to do nothing. Mm. So part of what I heard you say, Mark, is when you're introducing yourself to people, you're, you're coming in with, here's my credentials, here's what I have already done, and here's specifically what I'm asking for from you. Not right. just, hey, can I pick your brain with all a million questions, no. but here's what I'm actually on the path to. Here is what I've seen you have already done. And so on my path to where I'm going, I see that you may have specific information for me about this particular thing. And sure. I need you and your time, your small, minimal chunk of time, because I want to be efficient and I want to respect your time. I need this piece of information from you. And for me, I'm going to tell you right now, anybody who's listening, you got a business or an idea or whatever, and you think that I have something you need, if you come to me and you say, here's what I've done, here's what I've seen you do, and here's why I think you will be valuable to me, can you give me this particular thing in this amount of time, those five pieces, listen, I got you, 100%, whatever, I got you. I'm so grateful you were able to translate that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I need. I need to hear that. I need you to be able to say, here's what I've done. Here's what I've seen you do. Here's how I think you can help me. Here's exactly what I need from you. And this is the expectation in terms of time investment or whatever. I want to take you to lunch for two hours. I want to meet with you on the phone for 30 minutes, whatever that is, so that I can be clear about exactly what I'm giving you. And then it helps me decide whether or not I actually can give it to you. And most of the time, the answer is going to be yes, because I'm that clear about exactly what you're asking for. If you just like, can I pick your brain? I'm like, this could be all night. You ain't going to be on my phone or in my DM back and forth asking me a million questions because you don't got nothing. You don't got no clue what you're doing because you ain't started nothing. No. Right. No, we're not doing that. Exactly. We're not doing that. And I realized that. I was like, these people are successful and their time is valuable. They got stuff and can I pick your brain? Just like you said, it sounds like, man, we, I could be talking to you for three weeks. Uh, go, going back and forth. Oh, also, also, and the thing is, again, even with that, I don't mind because I have formed relationships with people, become a mentor to people, journey with people along the way. I don't mind that. But again, I need to know that I am making an investment, not spending my time. I need to be investing my time. Investment means there is a return. And I don't mean a return necessarily for me specifically. I don't mean payment for me. I don't mean credit for me. What I mean is I need to see that my time being sown into you, the soil, is producing a harvest in somebody's life. Absolutely, 100%. If you spinning your wheels doing the same thing you were doing when you first asked me a question a year ago, I don't got time for that. So well said. So well said. So for the people out there who have questions for people first of all get over yourself be vulnerable put yourself out there shoot your shot second of all when you shoot it aim well don't be out here just throwing up bricks (laughs) okay please okay what were you going to add to that 
wanted to add to the story that um, being vulnerable helped me in that I've gotten farther with this product I'm developing, talking to someone who is nowhere near the industry, just mm-hmm. not have a product, and just was willing to do the work with me and walk this journey with me. I just happened to be talking to him about it and he's working his own Amazon store. And I just love the, the attention to detail he expressed about how he, his research was going and how the answers he was finding. And I was like, dude, I need someone who has tech as well as research and time mm-hmm. and ability to like put their hands on this. I was like, he can guide me through this. So I said, hey man, what do you think about partnering on this idea? I said, and this is my idea, man. And he said, no problem. Right now, I am so close to getting this product created. Yeah. So much further than anybody has gotten me. And yeah. it is somewhere I never expected to find this type of help. Yeah. So, and that's, but that's important. Again, what I'm hearing you say that you were able to connect with him and see what he had that you needed because you had already done work. So you were clear about where you were in your process and what was going to help you get to your next level. That required you to be in a place where you had already done what you could do for you. Correct. And now you had a, you were aligning yourself or you have aligned yourself with somebody who had what you needed to get to your next level. Correct. And And it's not going to always, to your point, be somebody who is lateral to you in terms of industry or any of that. It's oftentimes going to be somebody who has a different piece of the puzzle that you don't have. And I just didn't even know that that was a thing. Like, <laughs> I had to realize not just my weaknesses, but because I realized what I didn't have. I didn't have that drive to do that research after work. Mm. Like, mm. my passion, my energy was you put in the people all day behind my chair. And then when I left, my other passion was putting into these kids and putting mm-hmm. together this team and helping them win and, and become better yeah. versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. I had no drive to sit behind a computer screen and look up what it was we needed or connect who, you know, these pieces to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And then I had to be vulnerable enough to accept a business partner. I did not want a partner on this. Mm-hmm. I was being selfish. I wanted this product for me and my daughter. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to pay for generations. And Lord knows what, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to change my family's life with this product. Because and I you can do still all that. I mean, I understand that, but. Right, but I, under, I understand what you're saying too, one, for sure. This first one was mine. This was my baby. Mm-hmm. I had birth to this my way. And when I realized that I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this alone. And this dude can help me. So I asked him, I was like, are you willing to be a partner on this? What, what is your expectations of this? What do you expect back from this? Do you want to just invest the time and I pay you, you know, for your time? Right, right, right. want to be my partner on this? And he was like, I'll partner up. I like it. Yeah. Was actually helping me now. And now I have three other products that I've taken my time to, to create. And I'm like, this is going to be a snowball effect. Like, it's not. This is, you know, it had to start small. It had to start smaller than I expected. I thought it was just going to jump off. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the, welcome <laughs> to the lie we've been told. Right. That you wake up one day a famous. Great idea. 
you know, and, and that's how the business started as well, you know. So I went from royal status and now it's this the next phase. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new yeah. business idea. Mm-hmm. You know, those those doors are open and now I'm open and I'm like, oh, there are more doors here. Exactly. That, and that's why we never arrive because you get through one set of doors to realize it's going to be another set of doors waiting on you. And you just keep going. Just keep going. Um, I want to say to you just really quickly because two things. One, (laughs) it doesn't have to be either or, right? It doesn't have to be that I, you know, either do it by myself and, and, and do all the things for my family and my legacy, or I get the help and sacrifice that. Like it's both and, right? And I know you know that, but I think it's important to say that specifically. Well, that was my mindset. Yeah, of course. Of course, that's what I'm saying. And before I was able to open that door, I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And as you open the door and you see these new options, you're like, oh, I know better. Oh, it's not either or. Exactly. Ah, Exactly. I could have did all of that. And you can't. Right. Right. I get it now, though. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, welcome to the process. Right. But the other part of it I want to say, and this is, again, less about you, because I think you're getting it um, as you're journeying, but I want to say it because I want to make it clear when you talk about this is my baby and I want to birth this. Mm-hmm. I don't know a person in the history of the world that has birthed a child by themselves. <laughs> I, I got and that. I'm talking about, I mean, I understand that there are people, you know, who have gone into labor and they like, I just had the baby on the living room floor. Like, I got that. But what I'm also saying is, even if we just talking about going all the way back to conception, you ain't do none of it just all the way by yourself. None of it. Right. And so sometimes we get caught up in this narrative of like self-made whatever. And it's like, no, sweetie, somebody helped you. Somebody supported you. Somebody contributed in some sort of way. There may be many days when you felt like you was by yourself. And I got that too. But understand that there is no process that goes from conception to creation where there was not multiple hands in the pot along the way. And that's not to discredit the effort and the work that you've put into what you're creating and what you will create. But it is to say, pause, give yourself a moment and don't you dare take away the credit from the people who supported you, uplifted you. You contributed in whatever way that they have along the way because you're going to want to remember their name when that when your day comes and funny this conversation goes full circle because mm-hmm. what those words i use were the thought process mm-hmm. that i was using to get there based on mm-hmm. the people saying it's lonely at the top Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's exactly. a monster that we've been fed. And then I had to, so I'm using the wrong mindset going in. <laughs> and then my humility and, and, and vulnerability allowed me yes. the grace and mercy yeah. to be able to find the door I needed. Yeah, to find the door. And then learn that that mindset was wrong. So yes, mm-hmm. those things were the things I was telling myself. And I love how we're ha- having this conversation because you're translating mm-hmm. old for me. You yeah. know, I'm saying yeah. this is what I was saying myself. And I was just blessed to be able to find my way through certain doors because yeah. I kept going. Yes, because you kept going. 
And then once I got there, it's like, ah, I, I didn't do that right. Mm. So if you don't keep going, yeah, you're not going to realize it. You're not, there are no losses. There are only lessons. Let me tell you something. And that's why when you're even saying, even as you're saying, you know, I made the wrong choice. What I try to remind myself all the time, especially because I work with clients who they walk in and say things and I'm like, you did what? And I'm having to remember, like, people are only ever, we just talked about this, Mark, people are only ever choosing what they feel like is their best or only option at the moment right. based on what they know and what they have and what they've seen. And so to your point, because you have kept going, because you continue to open doors, which meant you kept being exposed to new things, mm -hmm. what you knew was also expanding and therefore your choices were able to change. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's also important to acknowledge like, yeah, I was choosing and thinking and behaving and being like this back then because that was the best that I knew. Correct. But today, because I kept going and because I know more, I'm able to choose differently. Absolutely. And that's also an important important message and it actually leads us to our next and final question for the day which is tell us about the process of learning unlearning becoming and revealing as you sort of arrived at where you are today because we could talk about the business we could talk about the lunches that you took people on and the hours that you spent but you and I we alluded to this earlier you are becoming someone different. Your purpose uh, rewires you. You can go to a job or have a career and go do that thing and it not change you as a person because you clock in, you clock out, you do what you got to do when you're in that space. And then when you go elsewhere, you're a totally different person, right? You show up differently, you behave differently. When you are functioning in your purpose, and you're building something from ground up, from concept to creation, you become a different person. You can't just step in and be like, I'm a barber, and then I step out and I'm not. Like everything that you did to become that, to submit to that calling, changed who you are as a man. And this question is about that process. What did it feel like? What did you go through? What can you share about it? What was that like? What has that been like? What is it like? So it's, it's twofold. So first I have to preface it. Um, <laughs> because it, this is my journey. This is what I believe, this mm -hmm. is what I understand. And this was, this is where I came from. So mm -hmm. um, I never forget um, being in a science class. I was young and they were talking about how snakes grow. Mm -hmm. And they said, depending on the snake, it can take anywhere from one day to two weeks to rub their own skin off so that they can grow. Mm -hmm. So with that said, at your core, you are who you came to be. You are, it's all, it starts and ends with you. It, you're mm -hmm. there. You just have to listen. <laughs> and you have to learn how to be uncomfortable for a certain amount of time because a snake with no arms has to rub up against a sharp object. I'm sure that's not very comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a circular object or <laughs> animal, okay? <laughs> so you gotta mm -hmm. rub this side, rub that side, then you gotta, right, right. 
I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's hard for some of them to get out their tights, okay, with hands. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> that so, is hilarious. I'm just saying, like, once you rub that skin off, mm. you can grow. Yeah. It's already in you. It's who you are. Yeah. And you are this huge being, this python. Mm-hmm. But you, if you don't rub that skin off, <laughs> if you don't rub that skin off, you're gonna, you're never gonna grow into who you are, and who you become. And it's on you. I'm over here shaking. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I'm over here shaking because not only am I familiar with what it feels like to have to shed that old skin. I know you know. I also know that it don't just happen one time. No. You don't just have one growth spurt in your life. Oh, and that goes back to one of the other questions, right? That you, there is no aha moment. There's no clarity. There's no magic moment. There are several times you're going to have to rub some skin off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I'm going to mm. quote unquote that, you know, use the, it's just an analogy. Okay. Right. <laughs> but I right. pray y'all get it. It's psychological. It's emotional. It's mental. Mm. It's spiritual. It's financial. Yeah. It's relational. It's relational. All of the above. And it, and it is your understanding of self. Absolutely. Let, let me let me let me say this. If you are not willing to give up whatever it is you believe about who you are, so that you can step into who you're becoming, it's gonna be a painful process, honey. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I see like midlife crisis and stuff like that. Like, ooh, baby. Your faith ain't grounded. Like, what are you attached to? Mm, mm, mm. It's going to be painful because you talking about what society has said about you, what your family wanted for you, what your friends are doing. You talking about stories you made up in your mind about who you are and what you want. All that stuff is being stripped and shed. All of it. And you be out there really feeling butt naked. Like, what? what so if none of that is the truth, what what actually is real? Correct. And to your point, Mark, if you don't have an answer to that, if you don't have a faith in the idea and going back to the theme of this whole workshop is, if you don't have faith in something that is bigger than you, yes. Yes. you're going to lose yourself. Because even when you do, you get right up on the edge. Mm -hmm. You get right up on that edge of losing yourself, even when you know there's something bigger than you that's orchestrating all of this. And that it's your responsibility to just do your part. Even when you believe that, you get right up on the edge of losing yourself. So if you don't have that, you're going to fall over that edge. And I'm not wishing it on you. I'm telling you, get ready. Correct. Because it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Period. You can't avoid it. You cannot stay in that old skin. You just can't. 
you can. <laughs> it's like you should. It's like ooh, you can listen. but you shouldn't. And and because because you're going to grow every day anyway. And if you got that old skin on, you're gonna suffocate. Yay. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the best thing now is to start realizing, hey, I'm growing. I'm growing. I need to start shedding the skin before I, it gets too uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So you have to do things, find mentors, um, be vulnerable, um, mm-hmm. read, exercise, like do the things, be disciplined enough to do the things that the few things that will help you to grow as a person. And then the doors and the people and the alignment will happen for you. Let me say this. We're coming up with two things I want to acknowledge in this moment. First, one thing that I'm getting in the practice of in this season of my life is paying attention to what my body is telling me. Because I have known for a while that emotions live in your body, but I'm now getting in the practice of uh, associating my interpretation of my emotion with the actual experience of the emotion. And what's happening for me right now is my stomach is like flipping because two things. One, I am remembering several processes of me having to rub off my own skin to grow and how incredibly painful and scary that was. But two, my stomach is flipping because I'm so excited to be able to share this with you because no one told me about this. I had no idea what was coming. (laughs) And I just want to like really say to you, if what you want is as you become clear about that, just know that you will be uncomfortable. Don't let that stop you from going forward. The other thing I want to say that was coming up for me, Mark, when you were talking is you can practice being uncomfortable because you're going to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. It is part of the process. And there are ways you can practice doing that just daily. Right? And it could be things like pushing yourself in your workout um, to, a, to, to pass your level of comfort, your zone of what you know you can do, upping the weight a little bit, running a little bit further, a little bit faster, jumping a little bit longer, doing a few more reps. There are ways you can push yourself. You can take a cold shower. Just do something that's going, you know it's going to be uncomfortable, but make yourself do it to get in the habit of pushing beyond what is comfortable. Mm. Get in the practice of that. We talk about Kobe all the time, like, we see Kobe taking them wild shots and we think like, whoa, and it's like, no, honey, I practice that. I practice putting myself in, in extenuating, uncomfortable predicaments so that I can get it in my spirit. Yeah. Not only how to navigate, but to trust myself to be able to navigate it. Yeah. So figure out what it looks like. We talked about you, Mark, going cold calling or cold emailing or DMing people that you didn't know and having to be vulnerable, putting yourself out there. Practice doing things that are taking you outside of your comfort zone just a little bit. Go to the mixer by yourself and introduce yourself to three or four or five strangers. Do something every day that's just a little bit uncomfortable so that you can get in the practice of navigating that space emotionally 
mentally, spiritually, Amen. and all the other ways in which you're going to be called to stretch. Correct. Do that for yourself. And also, um, consistency and discipline are everything. Um, it's not just about pushing yourself outside your limits because it does get uncomfortable. But all I'm saying is, like, like when I tell people to start exercising, right? When we talk about exercising, because they always say, you know, you work out so hard or you do this. I cheat reps sometimes. If I got five sets of 10, I'll do four sets of eight. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is something is more than nothing. And like you start mm -hmm. talking about listening to your body, Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't have five sets of 10 in me today, mm -hmm. I don't. but I don't have zero sets of zero in me either. Right, right, right. Option. That's good, Mark. That's not even in me. To not do it is not even in me. That's good. That's not even in me because it's not even an option. It's That's not good. going to benefit me. Give me five sets of five. Give me something. Give yeah. yourself something. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Give something. Yeah, I'm saying so, yeah. you know, as much as I do say I push myself, I'm actually funny thing is I'm I woke up right before I got on this call with you. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna put on some basketball shorts. <laughs> get my gym clothes ready from the waist down. Right. <laughs> and then I'm putting my shirt on so I can be ready for this call. So that way I can just go. To and then I was I like, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna relax today. Yeah, actually relax today because I have been going so long, so hard. I ain't like super hard. Like I said, I mm -hmm. take sets off. I take reps mm -hmm. off. Yeah. I'm in there consistently and mm -hmm. I don't take time off from the gym unless I'm injured or sick. Mm -hmm. I made a commitment to myself and my commitment was three days a week for the rest of my life, barring injury or illness. That was my commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lately, I've been going two days. I got it back up to four for a while. But I told myself, I was like, When's, when are you ever going to be intentional about just stop? Just stop. Mm -hmm. Just take a week off, bro. It's not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. It's not. Like, and you're probably not operating that great. Right. Like, I something that's been coming up for me. Yeah. Operating that grace because you've been consistent and you've built up that bank. You have a grace period that can cover you for that week that won't, you know, be the end of your everything. It won't shatter all your results. It won't, you know, take down all of the work that you've done. Operate in that grace sometimes. Cash in on that. Cash in on that. You but that's why it's important to build it up. That's because you are going to need to crash in on it. So you got to make sure there's something to cash in on. Absolutely. Don't show up to the grace bank trying to make a withdrawal and you ain't made no deposit. <laughs> All right, you go to ATM trying to get this dub out, and you got seventeen eighty seven. I'm trying to tell you, that banker tell you no, sir, no, ma'am. Let's go get that. You can put it. You can put the work in. So put the work exactly. in. Put the work in. Put the work in. Know that hey, you deserve mm -hmm. you know, some time for yourself as well in these different aspects. So. Yeah. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and financial. Those are my, yeah. my yeah. you know, my buckets. And I try to pour in. Mm. But, hey, every bucket isn't supposed to be that full. You know? And that could, that could be a whole other sermon, but we're going to pause it on that. <laughs> right, right. That could be a whole other day. But I'm 
so incredibly grateful for you for this early, early, early morning call. But not that early. you know, it's not that early, but you know, we talked. I was up late and I'm fresh off a of root canal, so it's feeling like my head is going, girl, what? But I actually feel so much better having had this call with you. So I'm so grateful for you for your gold nuggets of wisdom, for being willing to share, for opening up. I really do appreciate this is this is good. This is really good. And I think that our listeners, our viewers, our subscribers are going to really get some helpful, valuable information from this. So thank you again for sharing. And let me say, um, I'm not perfect. I'm not the wisest man in the world. <laughs> and I must give credit to those who have helped me because yeah. conversations I've had in my chair and, and things that I've gone through have mm -hmm. blessed me with this knowledge, this wisdom. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving thanks to those who have been mm -hmm. able to be in my life and help me with mm -hmm. the, my growth process. Yeah. So yeah. You can't do it alone. It's not just for you. It's definitely bigger than you. It's definitely bigger than you. You can keep that in your mind along the way. That will keep you going on so many days. So Thank you, Mark. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I think that's all for now. So until next time, cheers. Thank you greatly. Have a great one. You too.